on this episode of Risen. We're joined again by Felix, and we talk about what to do when people are going through difficult times and the importance of being there for one another in real, authentic, and supportive ways, just like Jesus would do. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of Arisen. Welcome back to another episode of Arisen. My name is Drew Entz. I'm the ministry director here at Arise Campus Ministry. And my guest today is our repeat guest, our wonderful student, Felix. Felix, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm happy to be back on the show. Awesome. I feel like I'm in my radio announcer voice with my DJ voice right now. I mean, every time I hear you on the podcast, I'm like, that's not how Drew sounds. Well, it... Typically is usually not like the first like 30 seconds, because what's interesting for those that don't know, I actually do the intros and outros afterwards. And sometimes it sounds like I'm whispering because everyone else is asleep in my in my house, because that's the time I can actually devote to editing the podcast. And so it does sometimes come across as, well, that's not really his real voice. But once it gets to this, it is like I'm in my regular voice now. It's past the intro. We're good. I thought you were just trying to make yourself sound cool so more people would listen. There is nothing I can do with my voice to make me sound any cooler. Because if you meet me in real person, you know, like, that guy, not cool. I used to go through this phase of, like, trying to be the cool youth director. Like, when I first became a youth director. Because I had been picked on a lot in middle school and high school. And I was like, oh, I just want to, like be like the cool person for once and then like I still wasn't and so I gave that up really quick I just decided to be a mentor and someone who would advocate for students instead of them looking up to as the cool kid and it it worked out for the most part I mean it's good that you gave up on it because I can say that we absolutely sarcasm here love to compliment you all the time I think we all love your kids more than you, honestly, but, you know. I love my kids more than me, too, so (laughs) I don't blame that at all. Speaking of not feeling loved, we all go through challenging times. You like that transition? That was beautiful. Yeah. We all go through challenging times, and especially now, we're kind of in this time of trying to figure out what the end of the semester looks like, and so it seems like it's a good time to talk about what happens when we go through these challenging moments and seasons in our life. And, you know, I can remember being in college back 100 years ago that there were still challenging times. Like, would I be able to catch the stagecoach to my next class? Or uh, would I be able to uh, finish this project? But in all seriousness, what does it really feel like when it feels like you're, you're, everybody's expecting so much out of you or something happens in your personal life and it just feels like you can't go on uh, we all go through seasons like this. I mean, you're telling me you're alive after the dinosaurs? Insane. <laughs> There's a lot of challenges when it comes to being a student, even just being uh, a young adult. A lot of different things that you face. Um, being in college right now, you, you're you hearing a lot of things on the news. It doesn't really feel like spring. Um, I know it. George Mason, we just 
had a partial mask mandate lift, which makes it feel like COVID isn't as strong right now. But I do know in other parts of the world and even in uh, in the United States, COVID is still uh, ravaging and like causing severe infections and illness. Um, there's the conflict and war going on in Ukraine and uh, that there's protests erupting across the world. Um, in many different countries. Uh, I know a strong one that I've seen is from Germany, just outside the Brandenburg Gate. Um, There's a bunch of anti-LGBTQ bills being passed across the U.S. So all of this culminates to a stressful time because it's also midterms and projects and homework. And sometimes it really just, it's like, well, there's so much going on in the world right now why would I focus on school? Or I have so much school going on right now. How do I balance that with the world and my friends and the organizations I'm a part of? And it just feels like a lot. There's just a lot going on right now. Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. There are all these things going on in the world and even naming them feels stressful to me. Like, and that's not our intention. Our intention is to name, Hey, this is, these are some things that are happening And on top of personal stuff, right? Like you might be sick or someone that you know might be sick or, I mean, we all have these things. And I think that that's really helpful is just to acknowledge that all of us go through these stressful seasons, uh, whether it's collectively as a world community with a lot of the things that you're naming or just in our own lives. And so you also named some bad theology, right? About Jesus take the wheel. And that's, that's not helpful most of the time. Um, but it's also interesting because I don't know if you've heard this before, Felix, but I've heard people say, well, this is all God's plan. And, um, we're just, you know, so like, what does that even mean to someone who's really going through hardship? Like God wanted this to happen. And I I don't know. I mean, maybe God did want it to happen. Maybe he didn't. We don't know. Um, Obviously, we're not God. God's going to stand next to you. And it's going to be like, I'm cheering with you. I'm here with you. But just sitting there going, well, Jesus, take the wheel. Like, that. that's not something that someone who's going through a hard time really wants to hear. Or like, this is all part of God's plan. God's got this. Like, great. Thank you. What am I supposed to do now? What are the implications of that, right? What are the implications of telling someone who's just lost a loved one unexpectedly that God had the the plan for that? And you shouldn't be sad. Well, of course you should be sad. And of course, you know, we see in Scripture that Jesus weeps with people when they lose loved ones. That God isn't the author of death and destruction and war. In fact, we see that Jesus is the opposite of those things. And so it's really important to realize when we say things, while it might be pithy or look great on a uh, postcard or on a plaque in your home, that maybe that's not the most helpful thing to say in that moment. That being said, if someone who's going through a difficult time said those things, I would not correct them in that moment. I would just sit back and go, oh, okay, tell me more, or I'm glad that that's comforting. 
I, it's not my place to argue theology with someone who's grieving the loss of someone or who's <laughs> grieving uh, their, or in great anxiety and this is helpful to them. Like, you don't need to take that away. But certainly, friends, if people are not naming this, be careful of what you say. Yeah, sometimes people will take it as condescending or as you are downplaying what they are going through and that you just don't understand while you are trying to provide comfort. They may not see it as comfort because it's not what's comfortable for them, even if it would be at some other time. So while those are great things for postcards and beautiful things for your wall, or if it's just a little motivational thing that might help you get through the day, um, saying it to another person is not necessarily what will help them get through the day. They may need something more of like, what can I do to help you? Um, that might be better for them um, rather than saying, Hey, God's got you, you know, like God meant for this to happen. And be like, but, but my brother just died, but God's got you. Like, no, <laughs> If you think about it, if your pet just died because some people haven't had a close family member pass away, it's more feasible sometimes for people to understand a pet. If your pet passed away, would you want to go would you want someone to come with you and be like, "Ah, God's got you. Jesus really took the wheel and took your dog away." No, that's not what you want to hear. <laughs> Why would you want to hear Jesus took the wheel and took my dog away? That So someone who is going through a really tough time really doesn't want to hear those platitudes. Those are the types of things that if they say it, great. If you say it, you might be, need to be prepared that they may get angry. They may start crying. They may start cussing you out. People have adverse reactions sometimes when they're in an emotional state. I, I do think one of the things that maybe they don't even get angry with you, but they sit and think about that. And then what they say is, I don't want to worship a God who would do this. I don't want to worship a God whose plan looks like this. And so it's not necessarily even that they might get angry with you, but they might walk away from God because your the, you, that's a natural conclusion to your theology, to what you've just put in front of them, and it makes sense. And I've heard that over and over and over again from people who have left the church because, well, why do I want to worship a God who, who put this, does this to people? Like That makes no sense to me. And I want to get into some positive things, too, because there are ways in which we can walk with people, just as you said, and I think that Scripture really does help us to be able to see some ways in which we can live out our faith in the midst of challenging times and the ways in which we help others. So I want to look at Psalm 9, verses 9 and 10. The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Those who know your name trust in you, for you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. And I think it's important to recognize the difference there, right? It's not trying to sum up or to cast my anxiety as someone who's talking to someone who's gone through a challenging time, which is really what all those things are. They're not mean-spirited. They're not ill-intentioned, usually. 
It's, I don't know what to say, and I've heard this before, and it seems like the right thing to say, so I'm going to go ahead and say it. But what's harder is to walk with the person, to offer them a space to be able to cry, to be able to be angry, to be able to ask questions, and not have me have the answers, to be able to say, I'm so sorry, and I, I'm holding you up, and whatever I can do to help you during this time is so important. Because the truth of the matter is, is when we go through challenging times, oftentimes we want to shrink away and drop the things that are easy and supportive and kind because we feel like we have to put all of our energy into the challenging things. But in reality, it's the opposite. We need to go and ask for those support systems to help hold us up. And that's part of being in a community. And that's what the scripture is saying is God will be there in community as we go through tough times because we all will. Damn, you said that really well. Yeah, I really agree. I know personally, uh, one of the, a tough time that I went through was I lost my biological father. Um, to t- he he died uh, due to an aneurysm, and that was a really tough time because it was one of my few living family members biologically, and people like I had never met before like were flooding in and were like, "Here's all these like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry." I'm sorry this happened to you. I'm sorry you were so young. You didn't have all this time with him. And I'm like, y'all just need to stop, first of all. Um, Sometimes when bad things happen, people don't want to hear, I'm sorry that this happened to you. They want to hear, that sucks. Is there anything I can do to help? Or like, I'm sorry. And you can say I'm sorry because sometimes people just really don't know what to say. And it's, but move on and be like, because they don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it or if, if they be open, have that space, be like, if they do want to talk about it, great. But if they don't, don't press it. <laughs> um, so when that happened, uh, I actually, I missed school for one day and no one like at my school like knew what had happened. So like I came back and was just, having a fun time, just living my best life. Um, I was in a grade. I don't remember which one. <laughs> I was in middle school, um, which for me was sixth through eighth grade. I know that changes depending on where you live. And the only reason people started to find out was because I had a teacher who did well, who was not very tactful and found out and asked if I needed like extra time to work on an assignment and said it in front of the entire class. And kids can be mean. And you just hit a point of like, and especially when I lived in mid rural Illinois at that point in time. Um, and a lot of them are Christian bumpkins. I will call them that because I lived there and I was one of them. Um, and it was like a lot of a lot of them and their families would go, oh, yeah, you, it's going to be OK. Your dad's in heaven now. God's got him. God, God will be there for you. Like Jesus has got you. Like there was just a lot of different people who sat there and went, this all happened for a reason. And you're sitting there going through it going. I may not have known this dude all that well, but he was still my father. And like, honestly, 
I did, I did step away from the church for about two years after that, because even though I received support from the church, I just, uh, everyone, that was all anyone wanted to talk about with me was they wanted to give me a little note and be like, oh, I'm so sorry for your loss. Or, hey, how you doing? I know you went through a rough time recently. That was all they wanted to say. No one wanted to talk to me about how, like, my life was going. Or I played sports at the time. How my Or how, like, how my personal things were going outside of, it was like that, one event was my entire personality and that does turn people away from the church when people do focus on that. So I will have to agree. You have to be very careful when you do bring theology and Christianity into uh, challenging times because it, it can come off wrong and it can turn people away very easily, even if it's under the best intentions especially if it becomes something that is like the main focus, you can definitely bring it in, but um, it's not something that should be the only thing you talk about with these, with this person, or it should be a testing the waters, be like, make sure you know that this person is comfortable with those types of things and that they are open to receiving those words at that point in time. And they're not just going to sit there and reflect on them and go, that's not something I needed. That's not something I wanted And I'm not comfortable going back into a situation where I may receive more of that. Well, and always the question is, who am I doing this for? Am I doing it to relieve my own anxiety? Or am I doing it because it's helpful? And yes, you will mess up reaching out to, because everyone's different. And what is helpful to me is not going to be helpful to maybe the other person. But being able to ask those questions and say, what would be helpful right now? You want to talk about sports and other... Awesome. Now, when I see you, I'm going to say, tell me about how's, how's whatever sport, you know, just treat people like normal human beings and allow them to name what their needs are in the midst of this. And for those of you who are going through challenging times, schoolwork projects, that is just as important as some of the other things we've named during this time is there's not a hierarchy of anxiety and stress. If you're stressed and having a challenging time, it's a challenging time. And sometimes we want to be like, oh, well, my challenge isn't as important as someone else's. Sure. That doesn't mean it's still not challenging and you still need support. And I think that that's really important to know as well and to learn how to advocate for yourself and to be able to say, you know, that's not helpful right now or I need this. All of those things are so important, and, and it's hard to do when you're a younger child because these are adults that you look up to who are bombarding you with all this information, I, I can only imagine. But as adults, too, now, what does it look like to say, you know, I know myself well enough. I know I'm going to shut down, so I need to find the one or two good friends that I just can go to and say, don't let me shut down. Hold me accountable to going out. Um, to be in present, even if I'm not saying anything, I need to go out with you and to just be around other people. Or I need a rise to check in on me, to buy me coffee during this exam period. I just need someone to listen to what I'm going through, whatever it looks like. And again, there have been times when people have gone through challenging times and they want to talk about it two months later with us. We've checked in and they're like, I wasn't ready to talk about, it, but I am now. And allow that space and those places to be open always to people. 
Felix, as we're wrapping up, is there anything else you wanted to uh, say to leave us with? I mean, what whatever you're struggling with, um, even, especially if it's like school or something, it's okay to take a nap and get some, maybe not caffeine, but something you like to drink, maybe some lemonade. I know if you're at GMU's campus, I'm going to plug Gathering Grounds. Makes a really good lemonade. Um, love them. <laughs> but they, yeah, get take a nap, get some lemonade, lemonade, find a study buddy, even just to sit in the room with you while you're trying to get assignments done. I know that's what helped me when I was missing three weeks worth of assignments. Um, and I was just trying to get stuff in. It doesn't matter why you're behind on schoolwork or even if you're behind on schoolwork, even if you only have one assignment due on like Tuesday and it's stressing you out, that's valid. Take care of yourself. I'm Get the assignment done. If you are able to mentally get it done before the due date, awesome. If you turn it in at 11.59 p.m. on the dot, awesome. I am one of those people. Do your best. You got this. Well, I know that there are people around you who want to help for you, who are rooting for you, never feel like you're alone. And if at any time you need to talk to someone, if you're feeling extremely overwhelmed, don't hesitate to reach out to a variety of sources, including Emily and myself, or one of our wonderful community leaders at Arise as well. I'm always willing to get coffee with you or tea or Or lemonade. lemonade. Or stickers, like I will bring, I will, I will contact Emily. I will bring stickers and we can put stickers every, I will give you a sticker every time you get an assignment done. We will pretend like we were five. We will do it. (laughs) Great. I would like that. Anytime I turn something in for work, I would like a sticker from now on. That sounds incredible. (laughs) The things that you thought were uncool, like at 10 and 11, like naps and stickers, as an adult, they're cool again. They are so cool. I feel like a child sometimes because I'm like, you know, I just, I need, I, I want some extra motivation. I'm like, you know, a sticker would be really nice right now. I'm like, I get really excited when I get like a new pencil. It's so bad. I, I get it. I get it a hundred percent. And I'm so thankful for the ways in which you have continued to pour out for a rise as well as help others uh, by being on this podcast and speaking about a really personal story. And so Again, Felix, I just want to say thank you so much. And I want to say thank you to each one of you for listening. It really means a lot to us that you continue to be a part of our podcast and listen each week. If you want to learn more about Arise Campus Ministry, you can find us on Instagram, ArisegMU, or on our website, ArisegMU.org. With that being said, on behalf of Felix and myself and all the leaders and staff at Arise, thank you so much. Know that we're rooting for you. We're here for you. And we'll see you next week.